in the distance. I can see it. Next aid station. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you enjoyed your first aid station stop and welcome to your second. Besides what will be my regular features, I have a great first aid station interview for you today. I was joined last weekend on a back-to-back ultra-distance training session with relative ultra-newbury Elizabeth Gatherer. Lizzie is great fun and turned out to be an interviewer's gift. Lizzie has such a positive outlook on her ultra running. She's a great example of the force of positive thinking. As I want to record any interviews face to face, this interview takes place on the trail. So here is the heavy breathing, obstacle negotiation, randoms in the background and sniffing warning. I didn't detect any other undesirable bodily noises on the audio. So here are the cowbells of inspiration. So you're joining us on the trail 16 miles in and we're currently on not the Dragonback recce. This weekend supposed to be for making the Dragonback route but because of Covid restrictions we're out doing this. Uh, we're doing a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday run instead locally and we're in lovely mid-Hampshire which isn't exactly Snowdonia trying to get in all the hills we can locally and I'm joined by Elizabeth Gatherer or Lizzie. Say hi Lizzie. Hello. <laughs> um, and Lizzie's fairly new to Ultra and I'll get her to tell you how she got into it and what she's done so far. Right hi everyone so yeah I've been running uh, I think my first Ultra was September 2019 and I had absolutely no plans of ever running a long distance. I think I'd done one marathon at that point. I'd said I was never going to run a marathon ever again. Didn't really know what an ultra was. Three days before the Surrey Hills Ultra, for some reason I found myself entered into it. I don't really know what possessed me to do that. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, I entered it. I hadn't done any training. (laughs) I think the furthest run I'd done recently was maybe a 10 miler. I had no expectations of, I didn't really know what it was going to be like. And to be honest, it was the best thing I ever did. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so good. I so, mean. So what was your running background before then? So I think I've always run. I would, I haven't classed myself as a runner until the last few years. Um, I always ran as a way just to keep fit you know it would just be I didn't have a watch I didn't even know how far I was going but I just run around the block so I was probably maybe doing perhaps three miles sort of once maybe twice a week just to keep fit because I couldn't really I'm not a gym person I'm not an indoors person Um, and then I joined a um, uh, like a a military boot camp type thing because I loved it. I it, <laughs> I loved it so much. And then they put on every Saturday was a run session. So I always, and that for me was the best session of the week. We'd go out for an hour and a half. We usually cover about 10K. And it's not easy running. <laughs> yeah. You know, they'll find a, like a pendulum and send you up and down the hill. But you have to do squats at the top of each hill, for example. And it, it's, you come back and you just feel amazed and when I first started doing it 
I was wiped out for the rest of the day. I'd spend the whole rest of the day on the sofa. But then over time, obviously, I got more used to it. I got fitter. Yeah. And then with that, the running. Like, yeah, I, just, I guess I just started running further and try, trying to challenge myself. And then stumbled upon Ultra. And now I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so how did you progress distance-wise? Did, you know, did you do a few half marathons? Or? So I went into that first Ultra. So previously I had done one marathon, but that was years and years and years and years before. And at that point I was living and working in the Middle East, in Jordan. And I was... Uh, I had spare time during the day and I was very limited on what I, I was able to do because of the environment I worked in. So I only ran, I just ran on a treadmill. So I entered the marathon. I hadn't done a 10K or anything, half marathon, nothing like that. Just thought I'd enter a marathon. <laughs> did all the training on the treadmill. Yeah, and then I didn't really enter anything else. And then, yeah, and then years and years later, I found myself doing that ultra. And then I finished eighth lady which was a surprise. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Wow. And then, of course, that made me then think I was the best ultra runner in the world. <laughs> yeah. And clearly, if I trained for something, yeah. I was going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I decided to try and have a bash at getting into UTMB. So, <laughs> I, uh, so, so I entered Hard World's 80. The clue could be in the name. It's hard. It's 80 miles. But as with most ultras, it's not a, It's never what they advertise. It's always further. Oh, my God. That's got a lot of elevation on that one. So, yes, yeah, so I've done my... I think it was 30... I think it was 36 or 38 miles of Surrey Hills. Uh, then I entered the Hardwolds 80, which was 82 miles. Yeah. Actually, it was further because I got lost. <laughs> uh, How lost? I, <laughs> two miles lost. Right. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that in 12 hours. I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to be amazing. I'm not going to train for that either because I didn't train for the other one. Oh, God. So uh, off I went to Yorkshire. Got the worst cold ever, but still decided compete even though I had a cold yeah. and uh, I don't know maybe that wasn't the best decision but I did it <laughs> uh, not in the 12 hours that I thought I would do it in I did it in 20 just under 22 hours yeah. eighth lady again though so oh that was hard that was I was not prepared for that I mean that was just rookie mistake after mistake it was ridiculous right, so I, that was your rear eye opener, oh yes. yeah. yeah I hadn't contemplated the time of year it was winter I hadn't thought about the weather it was just after the Yorkshire floods right. uh, I didn't have poles if I'd have run that race with poles my word that would have been a game changer yeah um my shoes were too small. I mean, they, they fitted, yeah. but I didn't realise you're supposed to have bigger shoes. I did have gaiters, because I learned from the first ultra, I realised gaiters were a good idea. Uh, I didn't have enough food. I was too reliant on the aid stations. Right. Um, thing I thought they'd all be stocked the same way that Surrey Hills had been stocked, but it was different. Um, okay. uh, there are no toilet stops. 
either. <laughs> uh, you like you were looking for real I do comfort, like, were you? Oh yeah, I was looking for my sandwiches and yeah. homemade flapjacks. Um, it was yeah, eye opener, definitely. So I came away from that saying, okay, maybe winter ultra is a bit too hardcore for me. Yeah. I think 82 miles <laughs> is a bit too far. So. I find now, I, I think 40 miles for me is the ideal distance. Okay. I can run that comfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to rule out that. I mean, I've, I've got Isle of Wight. I'm entered into Isle of Wight, which is 60, I think that's 67 miles. Yeah. So that'll be interesting because I'll be entering that with a diff, completely different um, approach Probably because good, I've yeah. learned... From the ultras I have done, I've learned so yeah. much. Well, actually, back on the UTMB, I should just say, so Hardwolds, um, the Hardwolds, that particular race, carries four UTMB points, which means you get an entry at the ballot right. to enter the short UTMB place. So I, right. I got my entry in the ballot, but I didn't get my place in the race. Okay. Uh, if anyone's wondering why there was a connection <laughs> yeah. there. Sure. Just to give you some idea um, about what Lizzie was saying about entering UTMB and she's only been doing ultras about a year. Tell us about um, Laz. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Barclay Marathons. If you haven't heard of that, just Google it. Watch the video. It's basically the toughest that there is just about. But I'll let Lizzie explain. It's like insane (laughs) so So you're mad enough to contact Laz yeah (laughs) I've got to be careful what I say though because it's so the whole entry process is so secretive yeah and you get banned if you reveal too much information oh I see you actually get banned but I can tell you legit like I can tell you what you can find on Google yeah which is Barclay Marathons is it's essentially five loops um, of this, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of the place now. It's in Tennessee in America. Um, so you do the first loop, for example, clockwise, but then the second loop would be anti-clockwise and so forth. Yeah. And then if you do get to the fifth loop, um, as each person enters onto that loop, they run the opposite direction to the person before. Oh, I and, didn't um, know that. Yeah. Each loop is advertised at 20 miles. It's not. <laughs> They're probably, no one really knows, yeah. probably 25, 26 miles. So that sounds pretty simple. I think it's a 70, is it 72 hour cutoff point. So I'm sure the more seasoned ultra runners who have not heard of the Barclay are thinking, yeah. oh, that sounds, sounds doable. <laughs> And I will tell you, because I don't think I could get told off for this, my email heading to him was, I am the first female winner of the Barclay Marathons. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Because I don't know what's wrong with me, but I seem to think whatever I enter, (laughs) I'm going to win it. (laughs) I never do. (laughs) But I think a lot of, for me... A lot of getting through these long races and especially when you get to really you're gonna have moments real low moments where you're lost the weather's bad or i don't know you fall over or you're gonna have low moments and it's all about picking yourself up and carrying on and i think 
That is one thing I have got in bucket loads is positive yeah. attitude. And I go into every single race, even though I know, I know I'm not going to win it. But for, I just believe I can. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I said to Kev the other day, I was like, I can't believe you classed me as a mid to bottom back of the pack runner. I'm in the front the whole way. I just get near the end and let a few people by. <laughs> so positive attitude. Well, on that, I think that proves something and hopefully motivating people who are listening to this. That, yeah, ultra, you know, 50% of it is mental and positive mental attitude. And, you know, we all get taken to some horrible places doing them. And I think you need to have that, that slightly mad bias anyway. You know, why not? If you think you can win the Barkley as the first female, that's, that's brilliant. Well, you don't win the Barkley, do you? Yeah, you no, complete you it. Complete it yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that's excellent. OK, so you didn't get into Barkley. <laughs> well, you're OK, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, so instead of that, you went for something a little more... Um, sedate <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so um i've been following the falkland islands ultra on facebook for quite some time now and uh when they host it it will be the first ultra um ultra on there and um initially it was set for easter holidays 2021 but due to my work i can't i have to always be available for work during school holidays so I thought oh that's a shame looks amazing but can't enter it oh we're going up a hill here <laughs> sorry uh, and then um, Covid meant they had to change the dates so it's now set for March 2022 so I thought well it's meant to be so I've entered and it's uh, you've got the option of um, a marathon 100 kilometres or 100 miles um, so I've decided to go for the 100k they've got a really generous cut-off time I think it's um 33 hours so it does actually mean if you're a walker you can do it um yeah so that's kind of what I'm doing here with Kev now I suppose he's preparing for Dragon's Back and I'm preparing for the Falklands Ultra and so this has obviously got to be a little bit of ultra tourism yeah. Um, are you going on your own or what um, are you I'm going to go with my husband. This is very much a holiday yeah. <laughs> with a run in the middle. So that's also why, I mean, I had sort of thought I would never do a 100-mile race, but if I were to do one, it would be something like that. But because my husband's with me, I think it just makes more sense to do the distance I know I'm confident with. Yeah. And it just frees up more time either side of race day to enjoy the Falkland Islands because it's somewhere I really think it's going to be a once in a lifetime. It's so difficult to get to. Yeah. I can't imagine we're going to find ourselves there on holiday again. Um, so can you explain the organisational logistics of what oh, the organisers are putting into it? epic. So they've organised literally everything even your international flights so you've got your london's chili flights included in the price and then um they've chartered a flight from santiago chile 
into Stanley, Falkland Islands, then your accommodation is included and you've got a choice. Um, pretty much all your food is included. I think there's maybe three or four evening meals not included, but of course, you know, it encourages you to walk around the town and yeah, <laughs> visit other sure. places. So. And then all the activities are included. So you can choose penguin watching, whale watching. I think there's rock climbing. Yeah. Um, there's even a golf course. Yeah, there's a golf course. <laughs> Trust you to spot that. Yeah, I won't be doing the golf. <laughs> uh, I'm all about the penguins. Um, and then, uh, yeah, of course, the race is included. So if you go with a non-running partner or support crew, they obviously pay less. Uh, they don't have to pay the full whack. Um, I don't know, it just seems that it actually it's expensive, but it's not for the, where you're going, for what's included. It's actually really good value for money. Yeah. I think if you did it under your own steam, I think you'd be hard-pressed to, to match the price. So, yeah. oh, I'm just so excited because I just, the scenery is going to be absolutely beautiful. And I think the opportunity to run 100K through, I don't know, it's, I can't imagine you get that many people running around the Portland Islands. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I think well, apparently there is a park run. <laughs> Oh, yes, there is. Yeah, there is. It's the southernmost. I must confess, I've never run a park run in my life, but... Well, we, we uh, don't really talk about park runs on Ultra yeah. Podcast, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you are into that, you can do the southernmost park run in the world while you're there. So, uh, yeah, I just... Seems... I think the other thing is, Lizzie, is like, it's the first. Oh, yes, of course. Sorry, yeah. Kind of big thing there. Yeah, it's the very, very first one. Yeah. And it's also... Um, of course, for it's the 40th, 2022, that is the 40th anniversary. This is a really, really big year. The 40th the anniversary of the war. Yeah, sorry, yes. So, um, and um, I think that they're going to, that whole year, they've got, the, the Falkland Islands have a lot of events going on to market anyway. Yeah. You know, they've just officially now, they're landmine free as well. Oh, that's great. Um, Good news for us runners. Yeah. Um, good news for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, it's, 2022 seems to be like, if you're going to go, that is the year to go. <laughs> wow, how much positivity did Lizzie have? Lizzie had a lot more to say in that great interview and have a lot more anecdotes from it that I'll edit into future episodes. I'm sure Lizzie will be back sometime to tell us all about her ultra running journey and I'd love to keep in touch with her and find out how she gets on along the way. Many thanks to Elizabeth Gatherer for sharing with us and running so far with me. Best of luck in the future, Lizzie. Coaching comment. After the Lizzie Gatherer interview, I can't help but consider the mental approach to ultra running. 
We have all heard of the power of positive thinking and there is no doubt that the only way to achieve your running goals is to apply a positive mental mindset. As an ultra runner, you will have applied it many times. Just entering an ultra race takes a positive mindset, let alone completing one. Of course, we all have to carry the weight of that little negative gremlin around with us sometimes. It always pops up into our heads at times of illness, injury, poor training sessions, falls, kit failure, nausea, sickness, navigation errors, and of course those high rocky scree descents. But by definition, to achieve the title of being an ultra runner, you have to overcome these negative setbacks with positive thinking and application. Lizzie has positivity in as she very expressively says bucket loads and more power to her for it however we also need to temper that positivity against our physical and mental development and preparedness stage it might not be a good idea to run a high alpine ridgeline ariat if all your experience has been gained running around the fens of cambridgeshire however an athlete with a positive mindset only needs a direction to head in and a route map to get there as a coach, give me the positive athlete any time. Keep your positivity at all times. When you are lost and alone in a dark, cold place, focus on the head torch beam of positivity. Positivity fuels motivation. Motivation fuels determination. Determination builds resilience. Resilience gets you over the line. First Falklands Island Ultra Marathon will take place in March 2022. There are two options, 100 mile and 100k, held on the East Island. The cost is £5,450 with an early bird discount if you get in before the 31st of January of £250. So you better get in quick. All in package, including in the flights from UK to Santiago and a chartered flight to Stanley on the Falklands and remember the bonus is besides all that other beauty and natural environment out there is that you'll be able to forever say that you ran the first ever Falklands Islands Ultra. I'm entered in the Silver Great Lakeland three-day event and the Berghaus Dragon's Back race um, and the organisers of that event or EA events have uh, sent out emails to all the participants regarding the COVID situation and the speculation around the events. At the moment, as they've rightly saying, they're planning to just go ahead. This is the only way because if you don't plan to go ahead, then you're just planning for failure. And of course, they'll be guided by whatever the government and the uh, local and landowner guidelines that come out around these events but I'm sure that a lot of organisers at the moment and direct race directors are trying to juggle the logistics and the communication problems around this and I really feel for them and I'm sure a lot of you are out there are sitting waiting to hear about events but we just have to carry on and keep training. Trial T.
tips. If you're a slow descender, this is most likely due to an understandable fear of falling and being from the lowlands as well. I liken the skill of learning to run a, de a descent to the skill of downhill skiing. You want to travel fast but in control. The only way to do this in both disciplines is learn the technique. Once you've mastered the technique, you'll have the control, which in turn will give you the confidence to descend faster. Start on a grassy hill not far up from the bottom and concentrate on short, fast foot strikes in your mid to forefoot. Hold your arms out to your sides for balance and lean slightly forward to keep you on the front portion of your foot. Zigzag from side to side to control your speed. Don't run the full line until you have the skills down pat. Then progress up the hill repeating the fast foot strike pattern and zigzagging until you can descend the whole hill with confidence. Then find a hill with tree roots and repeat the process. Once you feel confident on this terrain, move to stones and rocks. Also, if you know a good descender, ask them if you can go out with them and follow them down. Ask them to go at a speed you are comfortable with and don't follow them too closely. Pick your own foot placements, not theirs. You will overcome your fear with technique. You may never be a great descender, but you'll be quicker than the one you are now. To help with your ultra running progress, get regular up-to-date news, free advice and motivation for ultra running, subscribe to the Aid Station podcast through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts or any of your other favourite podcast libraries. You can also get Aid Station via www.aidstation.co.uk. Also, please see the show notes below for the episode to find the links to all the mentioned recommendations and events. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Aid Station and if you did, please leave a review and subscribe. I very much hope to see you out on the trails or at an ultra race sometime this year. Keep on running to the next Aid Station. This is Kev saying bye for now. Oh,